All right, everybody, we're going to go ahead and get started real quick, and I'll get out your guys' way. But let's go ahead and pray. Father, we thank you so much for this time you've given us, and thank you, Lord, for this opportunity uh, to see 2023. We thank you, Father, as we embark in this year, that this year will not be uh, similar to any other year, that it will actually be the best year that we've ever lived. And we pray, Father God, that we have a pace <clears throat> this year where we're able um, to get everything out of this year that you have for us. And I pray as uh, these young minds begin to uh, navigate with me this these uh, points, Father, they'll be able to see the severity of their time and their moment um, and their opportunity uh, to develop their relationship with you, Lord. So we thank you for that opportunity that you've given me uh, to pour in these young people this year. And I look forward to it, Father. And Jesus, name we do pray. Amen. Today, we're going to be talking about um, how uh, for the next few weeks, depending on how the Lord wants, how to develop uh, a relationship with God, like actually how to. Uh, there's three camps of people that comes in this type of thought. Uh, those who know how to develop a relationship with God, <clears throat> those who don't know how to, and those who, um, what my three points I said, those who don't want to, there we go, those who don't know how to, and those who know how to. And so we're going to break up this uh, series, if you want to call it, into multiple layers. So we're going to be talking about how to develop is the first part. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, the purpose of your relationship. We're going to talk about what is a relationship and what does it mean to be with God. So next few weeks, we're going to break that sentence down. Uh, but I have a few questions. Uh, I think five of them. Uh, let me ask you this question here. It says, what are some things you want to see grow or develop this year and why? Outside of the issue of God, what are some things that you like, man, I want to see this develop. I want to see this actually grow this year. Yes. Your skill. And uh, what you mean? Uh, why, why that? Why your skill? Make more money. Ain't no wrong with that. Yes, what? Your finances. And why you want to see that develop this year? Okay. That financial freedom is very important. Very important. Go ahead, Chester. Um, my brand. Um, Your brand? Okay. Yeah, so um, I want it to be, I mean, I see the viewers, but I want to turn those viewers to the buyers. So I want to That's right. like getting orders and shipping them to people so I can get, make money off of it. Yeah, for sure. That's what I wanted. God gave me the vision. And listen, he'll give you the provision too. Not just in money, but also with concepts and ideas. Anybody else? One last person. Yes, well. Kind of picking up, backing off of uh, harmony skills, but yeah. not just one skill, but multiple ones so I become well-rounded. Yeah. Stack skills are essential. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that was a shot, but I, <laughs> but stacking skills is important because you want multiple revenue streams, right? Mm -hmm. And so next question is, what's the goal of growth or developing something. What's the purpose of developing something? We said making money. What else is the purpose at the core of developing something or seeing something grow? What's the main purpose for you? Why do you want to make the money? Why do you want to stack the skills? For who? For what cause? Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, I can be like Jose. So be like Jose. Yeah. And why, how does Jose inspire you? Uh, because he, I don't know, he's like a <laughs> to me. Hey, hey, listen, ain't nothing wrong with that. I understand it. Anybody else? What's the purpose? What's the why? Yes. For my future and for stability. For stability. Why is stability important to you? Because that's when I can have peace. Peace is invaluable. Mm -hmm. That's right. Why do you want to develop your brand? What's the main purpose of um, developing your brand? So that people can, like, know where, because you don't, like, for me, this is just me personally. Yeah. Like, if I have, like, a whole lot of clothes in my closet and I still keep wearing the same clothes over and over and over and over and over again, mm -hmm. I'm going to get tired of doing that. So I need to wear some new stuff that I haven't worn yet. Yeah. So I can, you know, 
Gotcha, gotcha. Now, can those things grow on their own? Unless it's an investment. Yeah, uh, but it requires what? For stuff, for stuff to grow on their own, what does it require? What about every day? Every day, what is required for you to build your brand? Every single day, what is required? Practice. Practice, right? What else? For money and, and skill stacking and all that good stuff. Time, right? Last question is, uh, what are the consequences of not growing those things? Yes. I mean, for my scenario, my scenario, it's you don't get to reap the benefits of going to your full potential. That's real. That's real. Go ahead, uh, Matt. That's real. Go ahead, Shrek. I don't know if anybody said it, but like, basically, if you don't grow your own skills or grow whatever, you could be like holding back somebody else's life. Holding somebody else. That's real. The Bible says a wise person thinks about their children's children. Right now, with no kids, you got to think about your kids' kids, right? What is the benefit of thinking about your kids' kids now without having any kids? You prepare. You make certain decisions. Like when you make decisions only for you, you only eat for you. Right now, thank God the holidays are over. I mean, these mamas be trying to feed me. You see, Mr. Ezzy done got big. I don't look at them like, man, Mr. Ezzy, cheeks all. Not those cheeks, but anyway. Um, <laughs> hey, <laughs> what I'm trying to say is, is that Mr. Ezzy gained some weight over these holidays, right? So, but now I have to make, <laughs> I have to make certain decisions. I'm talking about, I looked in the mirror. I was like, man, bro. Anyway, my face getting wide. I should have started off with the face, but anyway. Uh, but yeah, so what I'm trying to say is, is that now I have to make decisions not just for me. Right. I want to make sure I see 2024. I want to make sure I see years beyond beyond. But the main purpose of asking those questions is what happens when we don't take the time to invest time in spending time with God? What are the consequences? So the first question is, what are some things you want to see grow this year? The number one thing that we should be endeavoring to see grow this year is our relationship with God, because if that doesn't develop, if that doesn't grow, your brand won't grow. Your, now it may grow. You may make a lot of money. You can make a lot of money without God. But how many people jumping off of cliffs now committing suicide? How many billionaires and millionaires got all the money in the world, can travel anywhere in the world, but they can't have no peace? Right. If I don't take the time to understand what it means to daily invest in my time with God, everything else will not develop. What are the goals of growth for developing? I have to grow my relationship with God because when I grow in him, I grow in him. Like I grow into being like him. I grow into developing the traits needed for things to be uh, for me to succeed with it. Right. So if I don't grow my relationship with God, my marriage won't grow. If I personally don't grow in my individual customized between me and God relationship, then then my parenting won't grow. Like, like, and what are the negative effects of me not growing in my family? My wife feels alone in her marriage. My daughter feels like she don't have a father. Those are dangerous things because when I grow in God, my perspectives grow, my understanding grows. Like my mission this year is to just chill. Like, like I'm not, I said I want to be ambitious, but I don't want to be anxious. Like I want to make a lot of money this year. I want to be successful, but I don't want to be so anxious that I forget that the beautiful thing about partnership with God is I don't have to sweat that much. 
I don't have to go out there and work hard that much. You don't really have to work hard with your brand. You don't have to worry about the return on your skills or the money. You don't really have to sweat like the world does. The world has to go out there and try to figure it out. Like If you get your time with God established and you fellowship with him, he'll give you the ideas. We got the cheat code, but we don't take the time to lay a hold of our time with God. And it says, can those things grow on their own? Like our relationship with God cannot grow on its own. Our relationship with God is not a benefit to, uh, to him. It's not like God's like, please spend time with me because if you don't, the universe is going to collapse or the dome is going to collapse. <laughs> Flat earth or whatever you want to be. But no, no matter what happens, like if I, if, if God's not sitting there saying, without you, I'm nothing. Without you, the world would not be sustained. God is saying, it's a benefit to you to develop in me. It says, what must I do daily or often for those things, for that relationship with God to grow? I got Well, I ask you that. What are some things that we have to do every single day to invest in a relationship with God to see it grow? Yes. Spend time. And what does spending time look like to you? Is, go ahead, go ahead, yes, yes. soaking yeah. like sitting like I, I feel like we've forgotten how to just you don't like god is not sitting there saying you have to read every time or you have to pray every time sometimes the best times with my wife is us not talking it's just being in the presence like like there's nothing better than a saturday afternoon and i'm in one room of the house and she's in another room in the house and we hear the baby echoing in the hallways and and just the feeling of family right like just soaking in that kind of builds perspective like wow like like fam this time last year i ain't hear no baby scream like when i go into the bathroom my wife's uh, side of the room where the little picture is of the whatever that thing called the monogram is that a monogram the little picture thing uh this um uh, the ultrasound picture Bro, that trips me out every time I see it. Because I'm like, that time, this the end of January last year, no, 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 like maybe March or so when we got that thing. And I was like, bro, like now she's here. Like I hear her here, right? And she was just a picture. <laughs> like, like now it's like, man, now wait till you get there. But there's something about that that really puts God in perspective. Like when she cries, I jump. What you need? Hmm. Yeah. You know, like, no, come here. I got you. I got you. You know, why are you crying for? You know, you're all right. You're like, well, I'm changing the old, your diapers wet. Okay. It's like, I'm, I'm so attentive. And it made me like, are you like that with me, God? Like, when I cry, what do you do? Are you like, hey, you all right? I'm here. And, or am I, am I, okay, you're there, but I wish that that person was, or I wish this was in my life. But God's like, man, you got me, right? And so that beautiful thing about God is just sometimes soaking in his presence, man, some of the best ones I had with God was tear filled, like just crying. Just you ever been in a room with someone that you love and you vented and you felt like 10 times better when you walked out that room? That's all you needed. Imagine going to a room with somebody and you just want you just want to vent and they giving you scriptures. Well, Psalms 112 says and uh, Luke chapter four says you're like, man, no, no, that's not what I needed. I just needed you to know I need you. Right. 
Same as with God. Now, let's talk about some things about developing. Developing by definition means uh, growing and becoming more mature, advanced or elaborate. So when I'm developing relationship with God, I, my goal is to make it better. Uh, my goal is to make it more mature. Like, do we really want to be babes? Like, imagine you being a baby right now, still drinking milk out of a bottle. You go into class tomorrow and you talking about you got a little baby bottle hanging on a little... What's a pacifier thing? People going to look at you crazy, right? Or you over there trying to be breastfed or something like that as an 18, 19-year-old. That looks crazy, right? That's how we look in the spiritual world. Still needing baby food? And we can't even chew through steak now? We can't even chew through things healthier now? And God's like, when are you or when are we going to invest more into growing it? Like, like, Growing a business takes work. Like people think, and I talk to couples all the time, it's like people think you could just show up to a marriage and think it's going to work. Show up to a friendship and think it's going to work. Just showing up, you got to show out. You got to show out of yourself, like, like what I can invest into, throw, into developing this. The same as what God is like, I can't just show up every day and just say, thank you, God, and just keep it moving. I got to say, okay, what must I intentionally do every single moment, every single day to the best of my ability to invest in it, right? What are some things that we can actually invest in growing our relationship with God? We said time at one point. What does that look like to you all? I just want to hear from you all. Or investing anything to help grow it. Okay. I was talking to God an investment. Talking to God is definitely an investment because, I mean, the more that you guys talk, the more that you, you know, voice your concerns or your cares about the day or whatever to him, then he'll start to speak back. That's real. So it's just like that. It's a different type of relationship. Like, I don't know. It's just something real cool about it. Like, a person that you can't see, but yet they still talk to you. They still talk to you. That's right. That's good. Yeah. yeah. Perspective is key. It's like, I have to be aware that he's there, right? I want to give you this example. Let me ask you this question. Like, uh, on your birthday, you get a lot of birthday cards, right? Um, some people's cards, you just check to see if there's money there. Some people, you check to see if there's words there. Like, you care about their words. Like, if someone that you really care about wrote you a letter, you're going to dissect almost not every word, but you're going to be like, oh, what does that mean? Oh, a little heart. Oh, like, oh, you signed your name. Like, it means something to you. The more you are aware of that person, who they are to you. Right? Maybe guys don't care about who. I just care about the money. But when it comes to someone that you love, you care about their words. And the more you get to know God, like reading his word becomes different to you. Like when I when I was y'all's age or maybe younger, if not a little older, reading God's word was more of a chore. Did anything a chore becomes a bore. Like it's like that's boring. I don't like I'm just doing this so I won't get fried. You know, Marshall Lynch said I'm doing this so I don't get fined. I'm just doing this so I don't get fried. Like I'm just trying to do what I got to do to make it to heaven and don't go to hell and don't burn. Right. 
But reading the word, when you really realize, I remember sometimes when I get into my word, like this past couple of weeks, I haven't been in my word like I normally do because it's understandable. I got a wife, family, all that kind of stuff. But when I got in my word like four days ago, like just really was uninterrupted, it felt like my spirit drunk a cool glass of water after a hot day. Something in me was like, it soaked it up. It was like, finally, <laughs> right? You've had that feeling. But when you just read your Bible to say, oh, I checked off. That's why I think the worst thing that happened to Christendom was Christian apps. That just pops up scriptures and say, here's your scripture for the day. And it gives you that mentality of, yay, I did it. I read the Bible for the day and I'm a great Christian today. <laughs> Versus like devotion is such a, I did my devotions for the day or, or do I have my disciplines for the day? Like, am I truly devoted to him? Like, like, am I so devoted that if he says this is not for me, I won't take it. Like, am I so devoted? Because it's cool to be devoted. It's easier to be devoted to God when everything's good. But what happens when you got something good in front of you and God's like, that's not it. Right. And so reading God's word is something I have to invest every day. Like, I'm not reading this just for a check off my list. I'm reading this to see what have I missed? Like what is missing in me that needs to be seen for me to grow? Right. And so our relationship with God is paramount and we have to be intentional in developing it. It says developing means growing and becoming more mature. I have to become a mature Christian. Like like how I see things now is not how I saw things at 18 years old, 25 years old. Like imagine me still trying to lift a marriage or a child with the maturity of a 22 year old in my belief at that level, it wouldn't have worked. I would have been suicidal. I would have been, I mean, I was going through anxiety attacks back then, man, this man, this, the stuff my wife went through this year, there's no way on God's green earth that we would have made. I should have been dead last year. If, if, if I was the same Josh from 10 years ago, I wouldn't have survived this year. Wouldn't have the stuff we had. No, I wouldn't have survived it. But because of that mature, that's scary because that means I got to keep investing because I don't know what tomorrow holds. I don't know who's going to drop tomorrow. I don't know who in my life is going to be dressed affected. And if I'm not held, I can't hold. So now it's imperative that I develop. That's why I want you guys to take it very seriously. Like, man, no, I have to. It's not like, oh, not only do you get to develop a relationship with God. That's a great thing. Yeah, I get to. It has to get to, I have to, because if I don't, no other rock can hold me from being unsteady. I have to be anchored. It also says to advance. Like, I got to advance this thing. Like, like, do you know that if you develop a relationship with God and you start stacking skills, like, like, like you'll be stacking meals, like, like millions dollars will come because with God, it's like God said, do it like this. Like, imagine Peter. And this is the story that kind of rocks me a lot, especially right now as an ambitious entrepreneur and ministry guy. Right. When Peter was in the boat and he was toiling all day, Peter was like, man, I've been out here. And Jesus said, um, cast it on the other side. And Peter was like, but Jesus, man, I, I've been out here all day, man. <laughs> you you were preacher. I'm a fisherman. If Peter would have just said, you know what, I'm going to wait until Jesus show up. And tell me to cast that he wouldn't have toiled all day. How many of us are toiling to be rich, toiling to have success when Jesus said, just wait till I tell you to cast the net? Right now, man, I would love. There's some YouTube channels. I'm like, man, I, I wish that I had that. 
And God's like, man, if you try to be ambitious to grow your channel or ambitious to grow all these different things, those things will outgrow your growth. Things outside of you should not outgrow your growth. It should not grow your growth. If it outgrows your growth, what happens to you? So, for instance, if I'm on a seesaw, I'm, what, I'm 200-some pounds? If I'm on a seesaw with uh, Cheston, right? If I'm on one side, chest on the other side, Cheston sits on a seesaw first. I have a running jump start. He's done, Right? That's what we do with life. God, please put a marriage on the opposite side of the seesaw. Or God put, now that's, that's y'all ain't thinking about that right now. Some of you, well, God put success on the opposite side of the seesaw. Put this college on the other side of the seesaw. And God's like, you don't, you don't equal it in weight. Do you know you have to wait so you can equal in weight? Like I have to wait on God so he can develop me. Like my daughter couldn't get out of the hospital until she got a certain weight. Right. Like, like there's certain things you can't have until you have a certain weight. Right. Because these things are burdensome. Right. And so what I got to do is I got to say, hey, man, I have to grow at the growth that I have to at a pace that won't allow the other thing to be heavier than me. God is God is good, man. And when you have a relationship with him, you'd be like, man, God, cool. If it's not for me, it's not for me. That's the sweetest place to be as a believer. Where you're like, God, I'm good if it's not for me. Right now, as believers, we should just be focusing on developing our relationship with God. And we'll get more practical on what that looks like. But developing it to the place where then he'll teach us how to develop other things. Some quick points and then we're done. Uh, whatever stays to itself will not grow. Whatever stays to itself. Um, if a car stays to itself, like right now, my wife's car hasn't been driven as much, right? So every day I have to crank the car up. I can't go days without cranking it up. Why? What's going to happen? It's going to die. Things have to be in motion. They say if, if, if you just change your diet and move, you can live a long time. Like you have to move. If your body just sits there all day, what's going to happen to your organs? Like if your idea just sits there, what's going to happen to the idea? Like things left to itself cannot grow. So if I just leave my relationship with God and just say I'll get to you when life is troublesome, or I'll, t I'll invest time with you when I need a few dollars, then you won't have enough faith in you to carry things through. Things grow as you grow. Like, I can't expect my marriage to grow if I don't grow and if my wife don't grow. Like, you can't expect your game, your uh, uh, intellect, your intelligence. Like, I have to read books every day. Not because reading is, is super supernatural. It's just I have to exercise my brain. The more words I pump in here, the better my vocabulary gets, the better my wordplay gets, the better I put words together. It enhances my speaking. Right. And so I just can't leave my speaking or leave my uh, 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 career ideas. Just leave it alone. It won't grow. The same thing with God. If I just leave it there, it'll stay there. And God's like, I'm good, but you're not <laughs> like you need me to grow. Right. Next point is this. Developing a relationship with God is for your benefit, not his. What are some of the benefits in a person's life from reaching optimum levels of growth in God? What are some of those benefits? What do those look like? Spiritually, financially, physically, mentally, emotionally. What does it look like? You're happier. And what does happiness or joy feel like? Or how would it help you operate in the world? 
guys got water off for ducks back. Right? Yeah, right, yeah. Well, anyway, yeah. <laughs> That's what the old folks say. Anybody else? What are the you don't reach this level of sustaining your relationship with God? What does it look like? What are the benefits of that? You look at everything differently. You look at everything originally. That's the powerful thing. I don't look at, I look at it not only, I look at it differently than how the world sees it. Like, then you'll be like, sometimes I'll be looking at folks and be like, yo, y'all godless people are some of the dumbest people. Y'all really think that's okay? Like, you really, and, and sometimes I'll be like, man, God, thank you for renewing my mind because I was once dumb like them. And there's still areas I'm dumb at. That I'm like, God, make me not a dummy no more. <laughs> like, like, like we see things differently. And that's why sometimes we be like, man, I don't want to be here because these folks dumb. But then at the same time, you be like, man, but there's a, there's a handful of people that I can change their mindset, right? One last person. What are, what's some other benefit besides happiness? And uh, what would you say? Oh, Look at things differently. Yes. Um, your output range for your purpose uh, increases. Increase your efficiency. Like, we talked about this. The most powerful people are the number one, the number was, the number twos. Why are the number twos important? Because they're the person that backs up the person, the, the face. You, you know, you have the face and you see the face, but they're not the brains behind anything. They ain't the brains. They're just the face. That's it. They're just the, the image, right? But Joseph was the number two. Daniel was the number two. Jesus was the number two. Like there's power in the twos. Like the two is it's like, you know, like like that person can make all the money in the world. But we have the cheat codes that the world like when Jesus was tempted on the third, the third temptation, his third temptation was to uh, uh, give Jesus. Satan was trying to give Jesus what? Kingdoms, right? The Satan said that the kingdoms that was given to me, who gave Satan the kingdoms? Adam and Eve. Did God say, hey. Here's the kingdoms. No, God didn't get the keys to Satan. We gave the keys, right? And with that, we have to understand is that the world can't sustain itself without the believers. That's why they said when we up out of here, this thing's going to self-destruct. But imagine the brains you have where they were supposed to be. There's so much innovation in this room. Imagine we put our brains to it. Uh, it says uh, no focus equals no growth. Little focus, little growth. A lot of focus, a lot of growth. Whatever has your focus flourishes. Think about it just personally. What has the premium amount of your focus right now? Like what has your focus? And then look at the growth of that. Now, when you look at the growth of what has your focus, ask yourself, do you want to eat the fruit off that tree? Like if you really had all, I think we did this analogy before, like if you had one seed to plant, what's that one seed you'll plant? A fruit. What's your favorite fruit? Can't get two people to tell me, three people to tell me your favorite. What's your favorite? Mangoes. Mangoes. You did say, oh, yeah, yeah, we did it. Mangoes. You, if mangoes your favorite fruit and you can eat it anytime you want, would you plant a pear tree? Would you plant a cherry tree? What's the worst fruit to you? Durango? You said what? Durant. What's disgusting? What's disgusting? Watermelons. <laughs> All the black people looked at. <laughs> she said, "Turn around, y'all nasty." <laughs> so you would, you would never. So you wouldn't plant a watermelon. But how many people are planting something artificial, genetically modified, 
tastes sweeter. Now, a genetically modified fruit tastes sweeter than the original. Well, once one, it tastes like, for instance, if I drink Kool-Aid right now, it's disgusting. But there was a point where I was like, mama, just put another scoop, <laughs> put another scoop of sugar in there. But now if I drink like right now, like y'all heard, y'all been around me long enough to know. Someone asked me what was what, what would I want for my birthday? Do you still want a Whole Foods gift card? I said, no. I haven't been to that place in eight, nine months. Because when I was when I stopped eating there, right, and I ate there again, it was just, it was it was nasty. I loved it at one point. Huh? I just stopped eating there. Oh, we make breakfast at home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it dining? Hey, we have to talk. <laughs> what I'm saying is that when you remove yourself from something that's bad for you, what, when, when you once loved it, you'll realize, I'm above this now. I don't like it no more. That's the same thing with God. It's like, God is an acquired taste. God is not, he, the Bible, not the Bible, people say he's sweet like a honeycomb and all that stuff, but, that's, but he's not, he's not, if he was, everybody, he's dark chocolate. If he was milk chocolate, everybody would be there. But because he's dark chocolate and there's no sweetness to it, but dark chocolate is a superfood. You see what I'm saying? So now you have to program your taste buds to love him, to like say, oh, like you are the sweetest thing. Like, uh, we got my birthday cake from Whole Foods. I said, man, I can't eat nowhere else because it's too sweet. Some things I eat right now, man, it's like, bro, like that's too much. And, and with God, you'd be like, man, that sin is too much. Like, I can't even do that no more because there's no joy in it no more. Uh, things are waiting for your relationship with God to develop. Like, things are waiting for you to develop. God's like, if you just reach this level in me, then you can level up and see. Like, if you'll be, you'll be able to see money. Like, we're supposed to be, I ain't saying everybody's supposed to be multimillionaires, but every, all of us to some degree, because if we really spend time with God, like you said, uh, Alex, we'll see things differently. Like, a preacher once said, you know, God never made a table. He just made trees. It's how you look at the tree. A person looked at a tree and saw a table. Somebody saw metal and saw something. They was like, I can use that raw resource and create something powerful. Last point there. The more developed your relationship with God is, the more other things develop. That's why I have to invest. Like, if you really want to see peace, like, I, there's nothing greater than coming home and you're just like, man, I have peace. Like, if you really care about peace, you will piece things together differently. Like a man will say, you know what? Why have a side piece and disrupt my peace? Because if you have, listen, one woman by herself is enough to, to invest in emotionally. Imagine having three others you're trying to hide. Like that's disrupting peace or, or self-sabotaging behavior that would disrupt a good thing and then call you, call you yourself not to have peace. Peace is so valuable. And the only place we can have peace is in God. Uh, to next week, we'll talk about um, your customized relationship with God and what that looks like. Any questions? Any thoughts? Everybody's good? All right, we're good.